hosting the Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. For two blokes talking tech. I just think technology is awesome. Good advice for anyone who is looking for a laptop. With all the latest news and information about technology. Now that, that's the guy. It's so hard to take a bad photo now with these cameras. I brilliant. think that stuff is just brilliant. It is something that people really need to look at. Two blokes talking tech. Haven't we got the best jobs in the world? We have. We absolutely <laughs> have the best job. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. I love talking technology. And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. Do you really need a 10 megapixel camera to take those images? I'd say not. Two blokes talking tech. Embrace those little ideas there. Have a look around and and ask questions. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading episode 33 of Two Blokes Talking Tech. I'm Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. And with me each and every week, Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. Great to be here, Trevor. Hope everything's okay. Got a lot to talk about this week. An amazing week in tech. Let's get started. Now, we'll apologise in advance. There's a fair bit of Apple to talk about tonight, and uh, we can't uh, can't talk about anything without talking about the iPhone 4S, which uh, we did a special edition podcast on last week, the announcement. And this week, mate, you've had it in your hands for, for a good while now. I Tell have. us all about it. There's three key things about this device which we mentioned last week. Uh, let's run through them, and I want you to I want you to take this in the sense that I think a lot of iPhone users are looking at why they should upgrade. So let's look at the speed of this device. It's got a better processor. How noticeable is the speed difference? It's very noticeable. I think even even if you've used an iPhone 4, which which isn't a slow device, mm-hmm. you will notice a difference. I was coming off using an iPhone 4 and to, then to the 4S, yep. and even noticing things like the apps, the loading a lot faster, yep. the apps snap open a lot quicker, the settings, you, you go into the settings and they pop straight up. Uh, those kinds of things. So imagine, I mentioned this in my review today, if, if, you upgrade, if you're upgrading from 3GS, I think the line I use is you're going to have to wear a seatbelt, the, the big <laughs> speed difference. So it is, it is a, a, a noticeable difference even if you're upgrading from the 4. Hmm. Now, on the, on the t- antenna and, and reception side, there's two antennas in this device now. So the speed on the networks, the Apple claim up speeds up to 14.4 megabits per second, but I didn't get anything like that. I did notice a little improvement in download speeds, but nothing major. But um, there, there are two antennas now, which, are, which they tell me is one's for sending, one's for receiving, and they can switch intelligently between the two even mid-call to uh, maximise your reception. So, it's like magic. Yes, it is. Would, would, <laughs> but no, just, it's just, uh, speed, big tick. Just you finally, on the speed, would you say it's iPad 1 to iPad 2 speed difference or not quite? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. That's a good comparison. Yeah, right, it's, yeah. uh, it, like I said, even coming from the 4, you'll notice a difference. Coming from the 3GS, yeah, you'll need a helmet. Strap yourself in. All right, so the camera is the next big thing, and they spent a fair bit of time on this, Tim Cook, at the, at the, at the keynote, uh, talking about not just that it's an 8-megapixel camera, but the, the, the technology they'd put into the camera. Now, the camera wasn't bad on the iPhone 4, but it certainly was behind the times in terms of what's out there in the market now. What are you seeing in terms of difference and market comparisons? Yeah, I'd say this is one of the best phones I've used on a smartphone. The best cameras I've yep. used on a smartphone. It's uh, it, it's eight megapixel. The old the iPhone four was five. Uh, now he spent a lot of time on this. You mentioned with good reason because I'd say this camera on the iPhone four S. Is has the potential to wipe out the entry level digital camera market. Right. The, the, the sub sub two hundred two hundred and fifty dollar camera market. 
I'd say is an endangered species. With cam- if a phone can take pictures as good as this, mm. then they're in danger. The, the pictures really. I put a couple of example shots on my on review website, on Tech yes. Guide. There's a really great color. Video is really sharp. Uh, it's got it's got a the the A5 chip. Part of it's got an Im- image signal processor. So it's similar to that that you find on the DS DSLR cameras. As a matter mm. of fact, that so speeds everything up a little bit. Shutter speeds really quick. Really n- nice colors and a lot of detail. Videos full HD. I, I, I wirelessly watch them on my on a 46-inch TV using AirPlay, and they look terrific on, on a full HD screen. So camera, another big tick. Just finally on the camera then, um, when you pick it up and, when, and if you're a first-time user to a, to a smartphone, what makes you think that it's better than a, than a compact camera? Is it the speed of the shutter? Is it the quality of the picture? Is it the settings? What, 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 would, what would be the one thing that makes you go, you've got to use this camera instead of your compact? Yeah, well, for a start, you're using a three and a half inch screen to frame your pictures. Not many mm. entry level cameras have that. Uh, it just the pictures, the, the the screen, the picture looks great on the screen. Uh, There's it, little little things like pinch to zoom on the screen. Uh, yeah, and, and now with iOS five, there's a there's a feature now where you can actually use the volume up key to as the, the shutter. shutter. Mm-hmm. So rather than you having to try to fiddle around and actually touch the screen, you can actually hold the camera the device. The iPhone 4 in two hands hmm. and use the volume up key as the shutter. All right. The third pillar of this uh, wonderful device is the personal assistant called Siri. Now, I, I haven't even had time. I've got new babies and things. I'll give this a workout on the weekend. Um, yep. Tell me about it because it's my most skeptical area. Is it is it very good with the, with the Australian uh, accent and what do you use it for? Well... I if, have check it. I, I did a video on for my that's on my review. I, I feel I asked it a whole bunch of questions and I asked it to calculate things and set reminders and appointments and play my music, and it did it all easily. Now, apart from it, you being like I said, you can you can set a reminder, the calendar, calculate conversions. I think I asked it how many inch, how many centimeters in twelve inches, and it went off and found it for me. I said, mm. uh, how 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 if, what's $150 in, in US currency? So I got today's uh, quote, currency quote off the web and gave me the today's quote, the mm. conversion. Mm. Um, how high is, is Mount Kosciuszko? It went off and, and brought in some information that's supplied by a company called Wolfram Alpha. It's like a, a Wikipedia type service. They've got this information that Apple have got the rights to use with Siri. But you think of the, the ways you can use this. So, so in, in situations where it's difficult to actually touch your phone or type on your phone, like behind the wheel of your car, for example, if I receive a message, I can say read message and it'll read out the message and I can say reply and just and dictate my reply and send it without taking my hands off the wheel. That's yeah. pretty good. That- I can also say call Trevor Long and it'll look up your name in, in my iPhone yeah. And if, if there's more than one number that I've got, I think I've got I might I've only got your mobile number, but if you say I've got a word number straight saved to you, not getting you, my own say, number. Which phone, which number do you want to call? The work number, or the iPhone number, mm. so, or you know the mobile number. So down All to right. that kind of detail. And just on the fun side, mm. I asked it. I, I was on GB today with Chris Smith, and, and we were talking about it. And actually, using it on air, I asked the iPhone 4S, "Will you marry me?" 
And the reply was, <laughs> Stephen, I hardly know you. <laughs> so it's that kind of little – it comes up with these little phrases and when it's thinking about something or it says, oh, here, I've got something for you. So the whole interface is quite enjoyable. I'll be interested to hear your thoughts about it when you, when you have a crack at it. It's, it's, it's not just a gimmick. I, I honestly think this isn't a novelty. This is something – it's a totally new way to interact with your device. Oh, well, my, my key – the key thing for me is is uh, receiving and replying to text messages. That that to me is the only thing I need. Right. I'm sure there'll be more, but that's yep. where I'll give it a workout. So Look, one one downside, mate. If I can just mm-hmm. one last thing, using like uh, the the hands free mode in your car because because it links to to my car via Bluetooth. So what it does, it actually doesn't use the phone's microphone. It uses the car's microphone. Yes. I found the quality Not dipped a little bit, so it couldn't understand me as well uh, as, as if I was talking straight to the phone. So that's probably got more to do with my car's microphone than the actual Siri itself. So Is that, cheap that was car one thing I found. Mate. It's that cheap car you're driving. Terrible. <laughs> so look, well, let's say it was made in Germany. Yeah. Trevor, so no, the, the microphone's not too bad. <laughs> the um, it, we had the same shenanigans this week. Uh, I think it was Saturday night or Saturday early morning. I can't remember Saturday night that the plans started coming out. Uh, Optus and Vodafone had them on their websites before they announced them officially through the through the press. We got them very quickly after, and, and Telstra only uh, was it this morning or yesterday morning? My, morning. my mind is is mush. Well, but, cast your mind back a year. Just let me just let hmm. me remind you a year ago when Telstra came out first. Mm, that's right. And we had our little side bet about how they looked pretty silly compared to Optus and Vodafone. You recall that little that story? That is true. That is and true. And they actually then changed their plans and, as I predicted, increased their data limits, uh, mm. allowances on their uh, their devices. But they've gone the other way this time. They came out last. They came out last uh, probably because they didn't want the same embarrassment. And look, the, <laughs> I've got to be honest, I haven't done an amazing analysis on it. I haven't really looked in detail. But what I, what I do know is the plans are very similar but there's not a there's not a huge amount between these plans you know the i think the main thing is that with vodafone you can get yourself a 4s for 59 on the 59 dollar a month plan whereas with both the others you need to be on a 79 dollar plan to get yourself a 4s if you're looking to get it for free that is which most people are um and i think that's the killer for most people is how much would i minimum commitment need to be but with telstra you could be on a 59 dollar plan 24 months and for just four dollars a month, you get the 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 four S at sixteen gigs. So, you know, but five hundred fifty dollars worth of calls and only fifteen one one point five gig. How does that compare to Optus? You know, a, a fifty nine dollar yeah. plan. They got I two know, gig. Fifty nine dollar plan. Yep. I notice on the Telstra plans that most of the plans have got unlimited text. Now that that's really interesting because part of like apart from the, those features of the iPhone. 4S that we spoke about, you've got to remember there's iOS 5 and also access to iCloud. Now, part of iOS 5 is iMessages, mm. which is effectively free messaging between iPhone users. So, it's interesting they've thrown in unlimited text knowing that probably a lot of users are going to use iMessage anyway. And I read tonight that text messaging in the US is a $20 billion industry. It's something like one third of Verizon's uh, revenue. So, it's a really important thing that uh, that they need to keep people texting. So, Look, the plans aren't bad. I think that it's. Um, I think it is probably. Uh, it's probably one up for Telstra when you give network um, network status to them, uh, yep. along with the plans. I think Vodafone are pushing really hard. If you look at their website, to say that the iPhone 4S is 850 network compatible, which is their yes, new network. Yes, they've emphasized that uh, pretty pretty big, haven't they? Yeah. Yes, they have. So, um, so look, it'll be very. What about interesting. buying it outright, Trevor? Like, what about sort of like a, a going like maybe the Amazing route, sort of buy a, a pre like a, a, a SIM only. 
unlimited sim and maybe buying the handset, you'll probably save money in the you long know, run. You know, I you? just think this is the smart thing to do. I did a piece today, in fact, on 2UE, uh, where we're talking about, you know, saving money for your family and whatnot. And I said, look, the thing is, we all get suckered into these two year plans because we want a new phone, a free phone. Yeah. Do you know what? <laughs> Take the it's hit. It's not free, is it? No, at the end of the day, it's not free. Take the hit. Buy the phone. Go into an Apple store and buy the phone. Christ, buy it from Kogan if you have to. I don't care. But buy the phone <laughs> outright and and look at the prepaid people. Even Telstra now have really cheap prepaid deals. Amazim have you know great value if you're not sending a lot of phones and texts and you know data packs. You just pay ten bucks, you get extra data. So there's much better ways to do your telecommunications. The problem is most people just want to be on a contract because they want a free phone. There is There are people whinging to the high heavens that they're, they're, the cost of getting out of their contract is too high. Mate, you signed the contract. Hello. It's just, yeah. it's whinge city out there. And people have got to understand that if you want to really be ahead of the game here, get off a contract, yeah. save up the cash. So save up the cash for the next six months and you'll actually be able to buy the iPhone outright and then you're free to do whatever well, you like. I set up I set up a poll on, on Tech Guide earlier today. Will you be buying the new iPhone 4S? Yep. The top response is yes, I'll be buying it outright. Uh-huh. The second most popular response is yes, but on a plan with Telstra. I, uh-huh. I listed all the operators, yep. and Telstra's winning among the operators, but I outright is in the lead. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's. Uh, I think Telstra do win win on uh, on points here. <laughs> very very <laughs> close, but uh, I think Telstra have got the upper hand there. But it'll be very interesting to see the queues on Friday morning at all the stores. So uh, that's. That's everything we can tell you about the 4S right now. There's a full uh, review, uh, one of the first in Australia, at techguide.com.au. Now, with all the talk of the iPhone S, and we were up bright and early last week to record the podcast, and, and we, we actually uh, haven't had a chance yet to speak about uh, the death of Steve Jobs. Uh, sad, sad news came through early on Thursday morning. Uh, he's Obviously, everyone's been known. He's had his health problems, and he passed away uh, last week. And, and, and what's, what's amazed me is the reaction from just general consumers like us in the tech world. We know who Steve Jobs is. and. Right. And we're sort of in the game, but it was what, what, what imp- I couldn't believe was just the outpouring of emotion from just general customers who obviously love the, the Apple products and yep. and they turned all the Apple stores into shrines. I went over past the Apple store on Thursday, the day that he passed away. There were two flowers there. The day later, I was back there in the city again, and that well, that thing was just packed even like ten times more flowers. So. Yeah. Quite amazing. It would look. It was a very sad day, and I think that the key questions I keep getting on it are, um, you know, what does this mean for Apple? I think Steve Jobs' legacy lives on for some time at Apple. My concern yeah. for Apple is probably five years to ten years down the track. Can the vision be maintained? Can the can the leadership? Can the uniqueness? Can that drive be maintained? It's a very difficult thing because he was a unique and 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 very smart man. Um, but more importantly, mate, to be honest, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of at a point where I think we've got to start remembering this. This was a man, this was a man with a family, and I feel for his fa- yeah. for his wife and kids right now. Um, this cannot be easy. It's never easy losing someone in your family, and uh, they've lost someone so 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 publicly. And uh, it is it's good that good that the tributes have been quite glowing. And mate, to be honest. Uh, right now, my focus is on on that autobiography. I, Absolutely, I really, I've already pre-ordered it. I for it. cannot wait to have a look at that. I'm not a book person, as you know, but um, I really want to want to want to read that. I want to understand it. I don't think it uh, a biography like that can can teach you how to be Steve Jobs, but I think you can take oh, little man. little lines and learnings from a person like that. That's the kind of knowledge that we all want to impart on on ourselves and, and down the line. So. 
Yeah, well, I've, I've I've been lucky enough to actually be at a lot of his keynotes that he's delivered, and and mate, you you, you haven't experienced a keynote with Steve. Like, you really need to be in the audience to mm. sort of really soak up the atmosphere of these things. Now, he comes on stage and gets the sort of cheers that you'd expect at a, at a rock concert when you two walks on yeah. stage. He's he had that kind of reaction, um, and just the 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 way he delivered his keynotes, and and yeah, obviously the whole the tech world stops when whenever he takes the stage to talk about anything, and. and, um, and- before we the, the, go, you were once you once were caught within the reality distortion field, were you not? I was absolutely, yeah. Well, at the iPad launch last year, uh, after his presentation, they they sent us off into a, a hands-on area where we could actually touch and feel the iPad, and he strolled in um, and was talking to Walt Mossberg from the Wall Street Journal, very famous tech journalist from the mm. US, and just standing in the middle of the room, he had he had a few people around him, but. I was able to actually stand like one, like right, not not actually right on his shoulder, but like about half a meter away from him, and just listen, we're listening in on the conversation. There was a lot of us gathering around, and they were sort of engaged in this conversation. We were all just listening to what they had to say. So, mm. just being in his presence was a, was a real thrill and a, and, a, and it's an amazing thing. But uh, yeah, mate, it's it's. A sad day, and, and like you, you, you wonder how he's obviously left quite a roadmap for Apple to follow. And uh, but uh, time will tell what his legacy will be. It's already quite a legacy he's left behind. But like yeah, like you, that book's going to be fascinating reading. And his legacy continues on Friday with the 4S coming out. Steve Jobs, uh, a sad passing uh, last week. Uh, this is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. And another quick thing on the on, on Apple, the iPad finally has a Facebook app. Uh, yesterday or the day before, the, the Facebook app was released, and uh, it's like, hang on, why wasn't this out 18 Better months ago? Better late than never, they say. Well, yeah, and it, it is, it's actually not a bad app, to be honest. You've got the full chat functionality. It, it uses all the new sort of Facebook layout. Look, it's, it's fine. I mean, you know, I'm so used to using the web now on the iPad, I instinctively yeah. don't use the app, but um, the notifications are good. For looking at your photos. I, I like Very it for, much. for photo control. Yes. But, yeah, why, why didn't they? What, what do you think? Did he think that, that the iPad browser was good enough for Facebook? I, I like, think what, that's it. What was his thought process, Mr. Zuckerberg? To be honest, I reckon that's it. I reckon they looked at the iPhone as a device, all the port that need this little tiny interface and they went hang on on a tablet you can just use the web and then after a while with the blackberry playbook and and you know even web os on on the hp touchpad or whatever it was called i can't remember now had <laughs> had a facebook app and i think they probably yeah. at that point were realizing that it, it had applications and i think what they did was time it to this new new look facebook so i think it's been in development for a while but they had to they had to release it with the new look facebook but my god about bloody time and if you're a facebook user and you got an ipad Facebook uh, on the iPad is now available, and if you've if you've actually installed the iPhone version, you're probably wise, I believe, to uninstall that one and then then download the new one. Some complications there. I think it's an update. You get an update exactly, but yeah. there are some people getting issues with it, so you sometimes do need to remove the old one and then reinstall the new one. But anyway, Facebook for iPad finally available. And I did fail to mention, we do it with the great support of the good people at Trend Micro and Netgear, netgear.com.au, connecting with innovation. If you need anything in your home to do with networking, whether it's a new router to give you give yourself the best and the fastest Wi-Fi in your home or your office, whether you want to bring the, bring the internet to a different part of your house through wireless or through other methods like Powerline Ethernet, plug into the wall and the internet goes via your PowerPoints to another part of the house, uh, or you want complete networking solutions for your business, maybe you need, need a 
network uh, attached storage device, a NAS to put all your music, your photos and your documents on so everyone in the home can share them. Netgear have got solutions for you. Netgear.com.au. We thank them for their support. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. We, uh, we have rabbited on for a good time there. We've got 10 minutes to crack on. A um, couple of quick things. Um, I had a play today with a great little thing called Garage Link, mate. And it's a, it's a Bluetooth garage door receiver. Um, mate, oh, I looked at this and I went, I'm never going to be able to install this. It's a little box, you know, size of one of those big box, box of matches, essentially. It's got a little antenna on it. And it's got two cables hanging out the back of it after you plug it into the wall. You plug those two cables into the back of your ga- your remote garage door motor, so the thing that hangs from the roof, and it gives you instructions on that. I had to ring the people that make my one, Steel Line, <laughs> to, because it didn't have the, the, the same uh, settings written on it. They very quickly told me what to do. 15 minutes after getting it out of the post, I was on my Android phone opening and closing my garage door. Wow. You Very are, so cool. Th- this is, uh, so this is Android only? Not, it's unusual for it to come through Android first, not through iPhone. That's uh, Well, there is, a, there is a story to that. I won't go into great detail, but essentially what this is, is isn't actually anything to do with the app. It's just simply a Bluetooth connection. You know how uh, when you pair something with Bluetooth, it says, do you want to automatically connect? You have to say no, because what it actually does is when you make the connection, it opens the door. So if you yeah. automatically make the connection, the door will just open. So all you're doing is actually opening the app and making the connection. So I tested this on my iPad. I paired with the device. You get a special password so it's secure. And I simply went into the settings, Bluetooth, and I just click on the garage door and it pairs and therefore opens up. That's well, all you've got to do. Yeah, there's a lot of control apps that are coming out now. Like they're, they're, they're realizing, a lot of companies are realizing that we're all carrying this this potential remote control in our pocket, our smartphone. So it's yeah. no wonder that now we know we're out now opening garage doors with yours. That's it. This thing, uh, this thing's called Garage Garage Link. GarageLink.com.au. Um, it's it's very hard to get a hold of. Actually, it's about 110 bucks from Queensland Roller Shutters or some bloomin' thing. But anyway, GarageLink.com.au. It's just a fun extra thing, and if you love your tech, a great little thing to throw <laughs> into the garage. I'd say. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, we love our music. Oh, I know I do, Trevor. You're a bit of a music man too, aren't you? But, yeah, I don't uh, mind my music. Going to see John Farnham this Friday night. Back to you. Oh, good luck to you, mate. <laughs> well, anyway, Samsung have announced this new music streaming service called the Music Hub. They've uh, signed all the major labels, uh, and they're, uh, it's available from next Monday, which is the 17th of October. And what it is, it's a service that allows you to stream as much music as you like. There's more than 3 million tracks uh, in the service, the <laughs> Music Hub. Uh, so there's two plans $9.99 lets you stream music to one device say your smartphone your Galaxy mm-hmm. S2 for example yeah. there's another plan $14.99 that lets you stream music on up to four devices as well as your web browser now those other devices could be your tablet could be your home theater connected home theater system your smart TV as well as your browser so great access to music there's also a way for you to cache about 500 songs on the device so you're not always connecting say you're on a plane you want to hear your music you can still access the music that you've heard that you've cached on the device as well so pretty compelling very competitive obviously iTunes they've got iTunes in sight they want people to stream the music there is a way to download to own as well but we had I had a trial of it at their launch event last week and it was very impressive I think the number one question here is will people pay for a subscription service to music as opposed to just buying track by track 
that's that's yet to be proven with even with Sony's curiosity or this one. Um, <laughs> that's your favourite. Your favourite name. Absolutely. Service. I think most importantly, though, they all know that they they need to be in it. They need to be in the game in absolutely. case it happens. So think think of this though. Like you you mentioned, would people do it? It's a great way to discover new music. Now, there's a lot oh, of yeah. artists out there who who want their music heard. Now, rather than you standing in a shop and thinking, will I pay $20 for this CD of a band I've only heard of a little bit or never heard of, you can now, with the, this streaming music service, there's no there's no risk. You can listen to the whole oh, album and I if agree. you like it, you'll share it. So I think that, oh, that's the upside of the service. And obviously, convenience, less than the price of a CD per month. If you love your music, great deal. I agree that that is the best reason to do it. I've got the Anubis FM thing on the Sonor. And uh, it allows you just to go. What other what other hit songs right now? And listen to a few of them and buy away. Right. So yeah, uh, Samsung Music Hub. Uh, read all about it at uh, techguide.com.au. A really quick one, mate. I, I saw an article on Gizmag or somewhere like that in in the UK or the US that said that Apple had finally released a micro USB charger. So micro USB is this standard looking little tiny USB that most mobile phones have, and we all know that Apple have this proprietary dongle that yeah, the, the 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 plug. Now, what they've done is because a few years ago, all the big tel- all the big uh, phone companies agreed in the- in Europe that they would standardise um, power chargers. So that because it was Nokia that was the the biggest culprit, every phone had a different bloody <laughs> connector on it. So essentially, everyone agreed that it'd be micro USB. Apple okay. was part of that. So in cool. in the UK, you can now buy for like twelve Australian dollars. Um, you can buy this little dongle. It looks looks like the the SD card dongle for your iPad. Yeah. Just that little thing, and you can plug in any old micro USB. Wow. To charge will it come it. to Australia, you think? It absolutely will not. I've spoken oh. to Apple, and they say we're, we've led the way for years on um, on on recycling and you know um, pa- efficiency in terms of power adapters. Uh, they they do have the same thing for every device. You've got to admit, um, and they're only releasing com- releasing it in countries that require it for regulatory approval. So essentially, oh. they're doing it over there for the compliance. People won't use it. You think about it, and most people that have an Apple iPad or an iPhone have multiple ones anyway, and so they've got like, plenty of charges lying around. So if you see this story lying around, don't expect it on the Apple store any day soon. And frankly, I don't know that it's that big a deal that whether we have it or not, to be honest. What about you, mate? Yeah, oh, well, I think I think if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So if exactly. we don't need it, we don't get it, then I don't think the world's going to end. I think I'm with you 100%. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. And Two Blokes Talking Tech is also brought to you thanks to Trend Micro. Welcome. Strong, fast and user-friendly security. Trend Micro Maximum Security provides comprehensive protection for everything you do online. Trev, it's your your all-in-one security solution. Protects your devices as well as your data. Uh, Trend Micro Maximum Security secures your digital life. And only Trend Micro uses cloud technology to actively stop cyber threats before they even hit your computer. So that's really good to know. The latest version of Trend Micro Maximum Security utilizes less than half the disk space and memory of other security products, so it won't slow your computer down. One of the biggest complaints. With an intuitive interface, it's really easy to install with simple screens and reports, and it's a set-and-forget security, so you won't be hassled all the time with alerts and pop-ups and things like that. So, But now they've got a new 10-gig bonus SafeSync account, SafeSync account. So it lets you access and share your pictures, 
music and movies and everything you want to do from a web-enabled device. Plus, you get free mobile phone security for Android. So Trend Micro, maximum security, total online protection. It's available now at Harvey Norman, JB Hi-Fi, Officeworks, Dick Smith, The Good Guys and other authorised retailers. For more information... Visit trendmicro.com.au. And they are proud sponsors of the West Tigers NRL team. Good on them, Trend Micro, and welcome to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, you know I'm a big fan of my audio, and Bose is one is one of those brands that I, I really go out of my way to cover what they're doing. Mm, absolutely. Uh, Great really quality enjoy, brand. Whenever they release a product, what I like, though, they don't just release a product a year because, okay, it's it's 12 months gone. Yep. They release a product when they've got some some kind of new technology to, to include in it, and they've done that this week. They've released a range of new products, a Bluetooth speaker system. They've also released a new pair of headphones, but uh, I'll run through the really quickly the the one that caught my eye was the the wireless mobile speaker the soundlink which uses bluetooth to connect to your smartphones and your ah, tablets yes. so that's pretty cool they've also got a new sound bar so what it does it you can set this up in your in your lounge room and it'll create like a virtual surround sound system it's called the lifestyle 135 and the cinemate 1sr but the they've also got a cool new Bluetooth headset that is available for if whether you want to wear it in your left ear or your right ear. So there's a different oh, version around, whether you're yep. a lefty or a righty. Right. So uh, I've, I've written all about them on Tech Guide, but one last thing, they've got brand new headphones too, the OE2 headphones, which are sort of designed to be sort of entry level, but really good sound, compact, easy to wear for extended periods. There's a version that uh, that's just can be connected to your iPod. They've also got another version, the OE2i, which has got an inline remote control in case you want to plug it into your iPhone. So all the details are on techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, before we go, mate, a preview of something we'll talk about next week because we are both hands-on with the new Nokia N9. Now, they're already marketing this thing. I've seen TV ads for it tonight. It is, to me, a very nice-looking phone. It's a full-touchscreen phone from Nokia. It is a... It, it feels like we should call this the candy bar because of the colours it that it's available in. It's, Which um, colour did you get? I got the blue one. Blue also, yes. A very very bright blue. sky blue. And uh, look, it's a beautiful phone to, to hold. It is a very nice operating system. Lovely screen um, too. It, it reminds me a lot of Windows Phone in terms of the operating system. They've got some new swipe technology in there where you, know, you navigate through. You can find out the open apps. You can close apps by swiping down. There's a few really nice things about it. I really like the interface. I think it's really cool. I think it's about time Nokia actually produce a good touchscreen smartphone, don't you think? Absolutely, but I just think they've gone off too early. I think they should have just stuck with waiting for Windows Phone, but we'll talk about it next week. Um, I think it's got a real market for in the, in the youth area um, where, where people don't understand the difference between iOS, uh, you know, BlackBerry and, and Windows Phone, for example, and I think those people will look at this and go, it's a great-looking phone, works really well. So we'll, uh, we'll tell you more about the Nokia N9 next week. Mate, uh, that is 33, done, dusted, and everywhere techguide.com.au for a whole stack of more info on all those stories and uh, you can find me at yourtechlife.com thank you mate talk to you next week no worries looking forward to it thanks Trev